Oh, it's cracking, lovely people. Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening in. If you're out on a walk, you could be driving, you could be at home, chilling, doing housework, moving around, or just feet up, relaxing. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. I hope I can provide you with some value. As always, if you like the show, please share it with someone. Leave me a review as well. That'd be fantastic on Apple uh, Podcast. The link is in the show notes. And uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or SoundCloud too, thanks for joining thanks for listening in the pod is supported by 33 fuel who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products their link to their website and instagram is in the show notes and you can get 10 percent off your first order by using matt 10 at checkout i use their chia seed energy gels on the bike while i'm running lift open turn open the cap quickly blow in and then you can add water you could add cold coffee mix take it from there mega I use their energy drinks, so I put five tablespoons in about 850 mils, mix it up. Pineapple flavour is fantastic, I like it anyway, and sometimes I use their greens powder. Literally just pop a tablespoon into water and neck it, or sometimes I'll put it with a scoop of protein powder. Um, I really like their stuff, it always sits well, it's natural. Uh, They do protein bars and energy bars as well, so have a gander's. Okay, today, if you're locked in, you might be a practitioner, a coach, or you might just be someone interested generally in how I set up a bit of a nutrition consultation. So I wear a couple of hats. Um, One of my hats, I act as a performance nutritionist through Matt Gardner Nutrition. Um, So links in the show notes for that. And my other role is as a health coach on the National Diabetes Prevention Programme. I'm not going to go into that. Um, The work I do with pre-diabetics and things there around behaviour change and supporting blood sugar through lifestyle means and stuff. Today, I'm focusing on a consultation process as a performance nutritionist um, with, in essence, a nine to five athlete. So someone who works for a living but takes their sport, uh, their exercise, their physique, their health span extremely seriously. Um, So I used to work in professional sport. I was quite fortunate at the start of my career. I spent a couple of seasons, well, about a season and a half with Worcester Warriors Rugby Club um, back in, God, it must have been 2012 or something. Uh, maybe I started there, 2012-2013. Um, so I do have some experience in, in professional sport. Um, I was also quite fortunate um, under myself, so under Matt Guard Nutrition, I um, did some consultancy work for the North Face for a number of years. So with some of their alpinists, ultra runners, we also had a community in London of nine to five athletes. So these were people who engaged in a lot of events in the brand, sorry, that were put on by the brand. So I was quite fortunate to be around uh, the endurance space, the ultra endurance space, um, adventure sports. So I've done a few things in professional sport. So rugby um, and adventure and endurance sports. Um, But ultimately now um, I actually act as a performance nutrition consultant and the majority of the time I'm working in that kind of nine to five athlete bracket. Um, I have done some work with a professional rugby club out in France called Rouen. That was a few years ago. Um, I haven't shut the door obviously on professional elite sports so people can always contact me if they need to. But for the majority of my uh, client base at the moment, they're people who might enter events. So triathlons, Ironmans. Um, so, you know, cycling kind of events, loads of these time trial type stuff, um, marathons, half marathons, ultra marathons, 
Um, some people kind of training and playing certain sports, wanting to get ready, change their physique. Um, so that's the kind of thing there. Some people around the weight loss as well, body compositional change, muscle gain. Um, so I kind of blanket it around uh, sports nutrition in essence. So to give you a bit of context behind myself, um, I started in uh, sports and exercise science as an undergrad and then uh, I did a couple of postgrads, uh, one in nutrition and public health and one in sports and exercise nutrition um, with a company called Guru Performance who are now the Institute of Performance Nutrition. Um, I have gone into detail about my background in a few other pods which I'll link to the show but in essence I got interested in sports nutrition and exercise metabolism in my second year of undergrads. Um, I just found it fascinating. I was so fortunate to um, be taught by some fantastic people. Um, if I name drop Kevin Tick Tipton, Asky you can droop, Ollie Wittard, um, people like that in my undergrad to in my undergrad, sorry, who I was very fortunate to um, be around. Um, I probably didn't utilize it as much as I, as much as I could, but I've looked back over the years and you know they're fantastic researchers and practitioners and things, so you can look them up. And then in that sports and exercise nutrition diploma, a chap called James Morton. Um, another chap called Craig, Dr. Craig Sales, so nutrition for bone health, nutrition for uh, carbohydrate availability, sorry, more specifically, so the kind of fuel for the work required type stuff. So some really, really interesting things for basically what, what people are eating prior to, uh, during and after sport and um, for performance reasons, for recovery reasons. Um, but then also with the nine to five athlete bracket, we're looking at how are they managing their nutrition around their lifestyle as well. If they have work demands, so for cognition, if they have uh, family, family demands, life, life load, you know, how are we managing that too? How are we supporting not only performance, recovery, but health span, living longer, feeling better, maintaining strength, maintaining muscle, looking after themselves and ultimately keeping and supporting the immune system to, to keep it in a good place so that if they are training, it's not taking over their life. They're not feeling ill, irritable, mood swings. They're feeling their best. They're performing well. They're being around for their family and they're enjoying their life. So that's a little bit of background on me. Um, and if we dive straight into the consultation process, then hopefully you can um, find something useful. Um, this pod has come about because I've spoken to a few clients recently. Um, we've obviously gone through this process together and uh, I've onboarded them and I've been working with them for a matter of months and I had a conversation with a client um, recently about the whole process and um, how you know he would be quite interested um, to listen to to the process and how he probably learned quite a lot um, after kind of taking it in. Um, we've obviously done it together, but he said that could be something that other people might be quite interested in hearing about. So I thought I'd record it for you guys. So um, yeah, I know um, might be listening to this, a certain client that um, I went through. So I'm not going to name him, but um, yeah, cheers for the motivation and um, let's get into it, guys. In a perfect world, to start with, I will send over a nutrition and lifestyle questionnaire. So if you don't want to listen to the questions for the next minute or so, skip on. But if you do want to listen to them, this will give you a bit of background. Um, and the majority of people, well, everyone that I work with uh, will fill this out to give me a bit more information before we have our face to face. So it could be in person, it could be video call, obviously due to COVID over the last year and a half or so, predominantly it's been video call. 
So prior to the uh, consultation, generally I'll have a 15 minute free conversation on the phone. So I'll learn about the person, see if they like me, um, if we can gel together, if we can build a level of trust um, to begin with already. I speak about my services. I understand what they want to do, how they want to do it, how they want to work with me. Um, We're in, you know, we agree. Is it a one off? Is it monthly support? And then I send over this questionnaire. So I'll read this out to you. And hopefully with some of these questions that I bring up today, um, you know, when you're listening to them, hopefully they'll uh, evoke a few things and and get you to consider what you're doing, um, how you're doing it. And ultimately, when you're working with a performance nutritionist, there's people aren't trying to pull the veil over your eyes. Um, and people aren't trying to come up with these, uh, you know, magic bullets and things. You might see that online, people talking about how we have the perfect method, you know, this and that, and this is how I'll help you, and this is how we'll revolutionise things and things like that. But excuse my French mum if you're listening to this, but that kind of stuff is absolute bullshit. The reason why people uh, employ a practitioner like myself, one-to-one support around their nutrition is to take time to go through their food environment, have someone look at it, take that 30,000 foot view, um, consider what they're doing. We agree together, we co-create what we think might work um, in order to support a goal, if it's fueling, if it's recovery, if it's performance, if it's body compositional change, whatever it is, if it's just improving the nutrition diversity of the diet to support immune health, whatever it is, we're just taking time to go through that person's food environment. Eating is a learned behaviour, so I understand how people are feeling about food too. So really that in essence is why someone will employ a performance nutritionist like me to go through all those things. We don't have a magic bullet, we just take time. Um, I might spend 90 minutes one off with a client or I might spend 60 minutes a month over a call and then weekly check-ins with a client, building them up over three, four, five, six months to tweak things slowly but surely and to improve things week on week, day by day. So enough of that rambling on and let's get into these questions. So obviously if it's not for you, skip it, but I hope you do listen to them and I hope you find something uh, useful. So number one, what is the main reason for seeking nutrition advice? What outcome are you hoping to achieve in the future? Have you implemented any dietary interventions in the past? Uh, Goals and management so far? Uh, health so past and present medical history um, do you experience mood swings or depression do you have a loss of motivation or drive um, female only question how often do your does your menstrual cycle happen in days a female only birth control um, do you do you wake at night to urinate do you frequently um, sorry do you have frequent or difficult urination uh, for men only do you have prostate problems Medication, so please lift prescription and non-prescriptive medications, including brand names, doses, what it's for, frequency and the date start and stopped. Supplements, please list all the supplements, herbal or homeopathic remedies, including their dose, what they are for, frequency and the date started and stopped. Antibiotics, please list the date you've taken antibiotics, both recently and previously, and what they were for. Do you have a family history of diseases or allergies? e.g. heart disease, diabetes, asthma, your height in centimetres, your weight in kilos, your age in years, 
Um, and sometimes I, I will ask for some of these additional questions, but I, I assume the client doesn't always necessarily know them. What's your normal blood pressure, blood, sorry, blood pressure, resting heart rate, vitamin D level, fasting blood sugar if known. So that's a section that's usually not filled out. Um, any injuries past and present, energy levels one to five one being very low five being very high stress one to five one being very low five being very high sleep amount generally and uh, perceived quality and what is your training currently so in that box if someone if a nine to five athlete um, who i assume usually um, knows their training because they might write it themselves or they might have a coach who programs it for them they can pop it in so monday x tuesday x wednesday x all the way down to sunday do you do your own food shopping where do you shop what are your appetite levels like through the day what are your bowel movements like? How often are you unwell? And these are really uh, three key sections coming up. Capabilities. So please describe if you are aware of what you should be eating and when and in what quantities. Please also describe your kitchen skills and your ability to source food, read food labels and cook food. Motivation. What is your motivation to evolve your nutrition and why? Environment. What is your work environment like? I.e. can you store food, heat meals up, etc. Um, what's your home environment like? Usually most people I work with obviously have fridges, ovens, things like that. So that question is more geared towards work. Um, like I said, the majority of people I work with are um, working full time and basically training like professional athletes on the side. Um, and this is the meaty bit. Please complete a three day food diary, two weekdays and one weekend day. Be as specific as possible. Timings, food and drink, quantities if you know them and brands of food products and supplements. Um, do you like to learn? Sorry, how do you like to learn? Visual, audio, conversational pictures. Um, I take that into account because basically um, sometimes with my check-ins, um, it may be over the phone, it may be um, in person, obviously that doesn't happen as much anymore, um, or I do use this um, application called Loom, so I will uh, either record myself talking or record short presentations that are a lot more visual for certain people to look at things around, say, fueling for the work required, recovery, um, nutrition, support, immune health, things like that. Um, so it's good to know how people learn. Um, would you describe yourself as a morning lark, i.e. in bed earlier and wake up earlier, or a night owl, in bed later, um, and would prefer to wake up later? And the final one, is there anything else I've not covered that you sh that you think I should know about? So to cover that off, um, basically those questions get filtered out on email and hopefully I receive them back before the start of the consultation so I can filter through them. Obviously, it gives me a fantastic look at the person's past and current health, what they're trying to do, um, their capabilities, their environment, their motivation. They're absolutely key. Yes, it's great to get a food diary, but really I'm just trying to get to know the person a little bit more. We can go through some of that in the call. Um, and then obviously any other things, just mopping things up in case there's any red flags and things that are probably worth going to speak to the GP about. Um, obviously height, weight, age, things like that, understanding um, what, what, where people are at the moment, where they want to go in terms of their weight, for example. Um, so that might be something one someone someone could put in the additional um, information section 
Um, and then obviously if there's uh, any other parts around uh, injuries or anything like that I should know about and then obviously most people pop in a bit of a detailed kind of training and training status and things like that so say we then come into the consultation and uh, we're speaking to each other and I just think this following uh, sentence is just so important and it's something that I think is um, yeah it's it's one of the cornerstones of my practice never make a statement always ask a question i am playing detective throughout the entire first extended uh, call video chat meeting nutrition consultation initial nutrition consultation whatever you want to call it i'll be asking question after question after question and i think that's the difference uh, between me now being 31 and um, working in performance nutrition for close to a decade compared to me being oh, 20, 21, um, you know, having a lot of myopic views on things, uh, telling rather than, um, you know, asking questions, going in with statements, being like, well, I think this around gluten or, well, I think this around grams of protein or, um, you know, well, I think this is the best way to recover in terms of a carb protein split. Um, it doesn't matter you know it matters what this person knows what they want to do where they want to go and ultimately I need to understand their food environment so never make a statement always ask a question that is so so important to me I hope you find it useful um, if you're listening to this so we'll move through and uh, I think another uh, key thing that I start with um, once we've obviously connected on the call, had a bit of a conversation, I might have ran through one or two things around the nutrition questionnaire, um, but we've got into things, the client's settled. When they're sitting in front of me, I then say, look, talk me through a typical day from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Obviously, I've had some of the nutrition information beforehand, so I can cross-reference that. I might have something up on my screen or something written in my notepad. But ultimately, at the start, I just want to know what this person's morning routine is like to begin with. So it might sound weird, but I'm imagining alarm goes off. They get out of bed. What do they do? Where do they go? Um, What are they doing in terms of a routine? Uh, Are they doing any specific movement? What are they doing? Are they walking down to get some kind of beverage? Are they making family anything? Um, Are they taking a dog out? You know, what are they doing to prepare for training or work? Um, When's their first meal? Have they got commute? Um, Are they making anything from scratch or are they just uh, picking up something that's already been done? What are they thinking about outside of work that might help them with their health, fitness, preparation, recovery, all that kind of thing? Um, so that's that's a really important question and that's something where that may take up obviously quite a while because we'll go through the flow of their day um, and say we've got through the morning we've got to lunchtime um, we're coming into early afternoon um, say this person has then trained in the morning for example first thing and then they come home um, the other key question to ask is what is the first thing you do when you get in after work um, because that you know that's a really key time it's a really key time um, and that's where um, I'll understand okay does this person go in 
and grab a bit of a feed, a snack, or have they got family responsibilities, um, or are they going um, from work straight to training? Um, so ultimately, they work, they train, they have dinner, um, or they might be looking after children, or they might be doing other things with their partner, or they may be working late, whatever it is. I really want to know what goes on basically in that kind of early evening uh, time, what their focus is, what they may be eating or drinking or not eating and drinking, and then going from there. So there are two key questions. Talk to me, talk me through a typical day from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. I want to understand their morning routine. That's massive. And then what is the first thing that you do when you get in after work or after training, etc.? Other questions I might ask around the training, um, especially if they're quite into, you know, doing their own programming or they have a coach who programs for them and they're quite aware of uh, certain components of their training. I'm asking them, what's the intensity like? What's the duration like? And then obviously I can understand the kind of pre, during and post workout nutrition, what they're generally doing, where they are. And then obviously through some of these conversations, a goal of theirs may pop up so um, yeah I really need support around uh, what to consume after exercise in relation to recovering well um, to boost my performances to be able to then race in three or four months or Matt I, uh, I'd really like to lose uh, some body fat I've got a few months before a big race or I'm in the off season now and I'd like to shed some kilos uh, my training's been uh, tweaked etc etc so I take that 30,000 foot view of what a typical work day looks like what a typical weekend day looks like cross-reference that with the training um, and then we go from there so there are a few other questions within that that I may kind of ping out and over to the client so you know what do you think you need to work on what do you think works well what areas do you want to evolve and how I how can I be of assistance to you um, so it may literally be needing to go through a bit of the how. So a concept of something, um, someone might have a bit of decision fatigue around something to do with fueling or recovery or their nutrition outside of their exercise and uh, performances and sports. They may be absolutely clued up, nailed down, but actually, you know, what, what am I going to do for my uh, my breakfast my um, and my lunch um, I'm really nailed on for my afternoon snack I do my training my dinner's absolutely fine I know what I'm doing there I'm happy with it so how can I um, really bulletproof that first part of my day someone may ask um, or we might go through uh, race nutrition so someone might have four five six races between and this is just someone who works full-time as well you know they're not professional athletes um, between June and September and they just want to know how can they best get onto that start line with enough energy uh, to support their their performance? So it's thinking about loading uh, their carbohydrate stores. So we store carbohydrate in our muscles and our liver, um, and we may go through you know a slight tweak in nutrition routine. Say they've got a race on a Saturday or an event or uh, you know a, a team sport performance um, on a Saturday, then we may go through something uh, to help them consider things to implement nutritionally on a Thursday or Friday or sometimes just on a Friday, you know, the day before. So ultimately, my role is to play detective. Yes, I want to play food detective. I want to know what they're doing, when they're doing it. Um, it comes back to something that James Morton mentioned 
um, in uh, 2012 on that uh, postgraduate nutrition course that I did. Um, he broke down nutrition into three T's, total, type and timing. So total amount of calories, how much someone's eating. Obviously, I have no idea unless I've put that into some kind of software. And anyway, it's only going to give you a bit of an estimate. But you can kind of tell um, as a performance nutritionist, if you're taking a bit of a food diary or someone's giving you a bit of a recall, you can decide, right, actually, the difference between Monday is, um, you know, Joe Bloggs has three main meals on a Monday and that's it. He just drinks water and black coffee. Um, whereas on a Sunday, he's having three main meals, two snacks in the day um, and he might finish with a bit of ice cream or something Sunday night so that's effectively six feeds um, so we're definitely higher calorie on that day so the total um, will be higher we don't know how much but that's something to consider so there's certain days where they're lower total the certain days where they're higher the type side of things is obviously everything from uh, real food so you know whole foods things like that um, down to various levels of uh, processed food so something that i will link to um, uh, to you guys in the show notes is this kind of novo ultra uh, processed foods and processed foods list so that's something to consider um, and you can look into that as something i use it's quite a nice tool that i use as a practitioner so i'll be looking at types of foods um, speaking to them about that understanding how they build a plate of food if they have thoughts about it if they haven't that's something we'll go through uh, so you know considering protein uh, on the on the plate considering um, vegetables that grow below and above the ground so our starch based carbohydrates um, our veg and salad um, what flavor do you use um, so that's where fat often comes in butter olive oil cheese nuts and seeds things like that um, and then hydration so what's someone drinking throughout the day what are they drinking around their um, exercise and performance um, things like that so we obviously consider quite a bit of information um, and if it's a bit of an information overload for you listening to this then not to worry um, obviously that person will come with a primary and secondary goal roughly in mind um, I'm playing detective in this first consultation to get to know the person to get to know their food environment and as much as they want to share with me, you know, what their life's like, what their life's load like, life's load is like. Um, and then practically boots on the ground. Um, we try to round off the consultation with a few key takeaways. So for me, my job is to boil it down so that said client could literally finish speaking to me. Yes, I'm going to send over whatever you want to call it, a plan, a write up, a document. Um, it may be me recording a video, um, literally talking into the camera. It may be something written. It may be something via presentation and I talk over it. Whatever the resource is, that will come after. But I want that person, um, once I've spoken to them, to be able to literally walk into their kitchen and to feel comfortable carrying um, out some of the objectives that we've discussed. Okay, it's completely not my role. Um, as a nutritionist to, to turn someone into a performance chef. I'm not a performance chef. I've never been professionally trained. Um, I'm not giving out fantastic menus that I've created. Often, often some of my resources on food and recipes and things like that come from, you know, legit sources. I'm not making things up. Jamie Oliver, 
BBC Good Food, uh, Waitrose online. I'm, I'm recommending things that I know um, have food teams behind them. So people that are employed full time to test recipes. So these are the kind of things that I will push out, see if the client likes them, see if they want to try them. But I'm not a performance chef. I'm not trying to turn a client into being a performance chef, but I want to give over and agree, not give over. I want to co-create recommendations um, with the client so that they feel comfortable going into the kitchen and basically being able to crack on. Some of it may be bought, of course, you know, some people may want to buy food products and things like that. But ultimately, can they make something or can they do something by walking into the kitchen and getting cracking and starting to turn the dial up on certain things, turn the dial down on certain things or sit down and plan um, in advance some of the other things that will help their their food environment and, and help them get towards their goals. So we might consider when you're going to do a food shop. Um, what you're going to get, roughly what kind of meals are you going to have on certain days that you might need to buy the food for, um, when we need um, maybe snacks between meals, how are you going to organise those, what's your hydration going to be like, is it just going to be from water or are you going to add other things, so there's a few things to come up with there um, and it's my role to hopefully reduce decision fatigue, come up with a few key action points that will slowly help build that person towards their ultimate goal, their long-term goal, but they're obviously not going to achieve that overnight. So we look at areas that need to be evolved. If they need the how, I'll give it to them. Um, Sometimes the person might want to go through the why. So why they're doing what they're doing, um, that kind of conversation around behavior change how they're going to do it how they're going to prioritize things why it's important to them all that kind of thing and then boots on the ground if we're looking to improve the nutrient density of someone's diet and we're thinking about more fruits and vegetables we might come up with a few ways of doing that if we're thinking about protein intake to help with immune health muscular recovery growing muscle we might think about that if they have an event or something coming up and they're looking to really stock those carbohydrate stores, we might think about, right, where can we get carbohydrate sources that are easy, um, that you can make tasty, that are portable because you're out working all day, but you have an event the next day. So there are a few things to think about, lovely people. That's 30 minutes. If you're still with me, in summary, we went through the nutrition questionnaire that I pop out beforehand. Um Most of the time, people will put that together for me, send it back. So that gives me a lot of useful insights. Um, And then during the consultation, that kind of thing that I really keep in the back of my mind is never make a statement and always ask a question. Play food detective, understand the person, build a level of trust, go through key things like uh, when someone's sitting in front of me, I'll say, talk me through a typical day from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. What's your morning routine like? When do you train? What's the intensity like? What's the duration like? What do you think you need to do? What's the first thing you do when you get back home after work? Things like that. So if you have any questions or comments off the back of that, then let me know. Um, and like I said before, a performance nutritionist is basically there um, to go through, review your food environment, understand 
what you're doing and if there are things that you want to work towards how you can slowly start to achieve that we're not performance chefs we're not meant to be sending out diet plans and um, just calorie recommendations we're trying to take the time to understand you your food environment and to come up with practical evidence-based steps to help you work towards that goal you may be working with a personal trainer or a physio a gp whatever it is we're there to slot in and to stay in our lane and to hopefully support performance health and maybe off the back of that mood athleticism you know all that kind of stuff may come too so thanks for listening thanks for sharing well if you haven't shared please definitely share the episode um, that's a quick insight into um, how i deliver a consultation hopefully uh, we've added some meat on the bones there for you um, and if you'd like to get in touch then please just contact me all my details are in the show notes um, take care and we'll speak soon thanks guys bye